Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 6, Episode 36. Taylor Marsh and I preview the girls' tournament. Let's hit it. The truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Hey. All right. Taylor Alt Taylor Altavo. Wow, you're gonna tell the uh people our secret <laughs> that we got married over uh fall break here? Uh I am married, it's not to you. Uh not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I do and I do have a cousin named Taylor. Kathleen, uh, I have something to say about this. Paula Altavo, Taylor Marshall. We're just gonna there leave that go. in. Uh, Indiana Runner podcast. We're going to do the girls tournament preview here. Back to back releases of uh, the tournament preview podcast through Indiana Runner. You ready? Let's just hop right into it. Let's go regional by regional. Let's dive in. New Haven girls. This has become a little more interesting than it might have looked throughout most of the season. Locks, Concordia. Homestead, Carroll, Warsaw. Contenders, East Noble and Huntington North. Two teams trending in opposite directions. Yeah. Lloyd Christmas, Columbia City. Shout out Derek Leininger. He went to Columbia City. Okay. So do you think it's possible that Huntington makes it and East Noble does not? Can they overtake them? I think the answer is probably yes. I mean, you know, uh, Huntington North has – a stud freshman and Alice Friesen, who's well up front, she'll score a handful of points for them. Uh, they also had their best performance on the year last week, uh, the last week of competition for most of these schools. That is on uh, September 30th, and their conference meet at a rating of 272. Um, so they are certainly going in the right way, the right direction, that is. So um, I think there's a good chance that Huntington North could squeak on in there and get it done you know east noble um you know may have looked strong earlier in the year but they've not been uh as consistent uh they have a standout in addison Lindsay, but um not enough depth really to complement her so I, I think we could see huntington north pull it off i think there are some Airs on the INCC stats because it looks like uh, Friesen didn't run in the conference meet. At least she's not listed, but they do list a runner as eighteen twelve. That would be a four minute best on INCC stats. I think that's Friesen, uh, but I I do think that three ninety four would have been their rating at the conference meet. It's the adjusted rating is listed as 272. I think that uh, Friesen was erroneously listed as not competing. Maybe the chips got messed up or whatever. Um, but even 394 compared that same weekend to East Noble was pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah, you're right there. And yeah, so East Noble 382, Huntington North 394. I don't know how the scores shook out at that, but they're saying – Basically, those performances are, are pretty close to even with each other. And so it would just be on Huntington North to do that again at the at the regional uh and knock out East Noble. Those the top four though, those are those are locks. 
top four locks, right? In fact, there's probably the best team in the state, another podium, uh, probably another two teams that are contenders to the podium one they feel pretty good about right there. Yeah, so those four of them, I think, can can book their hotel rooms uh, for the night before. New Prairie Girls, Locks, Valpo, Morgan Township, Lake Central, and Penn, Contenders, Crown Point, Northridge, Chesterton, and Portage. This one's a little more interesting. I feel like it's a little more even um, for that fifth spot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of partial to Chesterton. I'm friends with her coach. She's done a great job there. Um, would like to see them get in, you know, but that's, uh, that's more speaking from the heart necessarily than anything else. Um, you know, that I think it'll end up being close. Uh, this is a semi-state that saw a little bit of shift there. There we go. I, I had to happen. That's your first one all year. I think, I think it is actually, I feel pretty good about that. Um, this is a regional that's seen uh, some shifting, but not a significant move here um, on, you know, uh, from the semi-state rounds in the previous format. Uh, but, you know, I, I think, uh, again, we've talked a lot about Lake Central girls earlier in the year. I know we talked about their boys, but really also had a chance to focus on the girls be really uh, running really well. Um, you know, like I said, I'd like to see Chesterton make it. They have a 21% chance right there. Northridge, 27%. Crown Point, 41 Uh, But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, so you listed those teams. We can go through it again. These And these are based on INCC stats uh, simulations. Crown Point, 41%. Northridge, 27 Chesterton, 21 uh, Portage, 15%. I think it'll probably come down to those three teams and that's, yeah. that's close enough. There's certain cliches that we use this time of year or around the meets, like anything can happen to the state meet. Well, like not anything can happen to the state, right? Meet, right? Like Chesterton's not going to win the state meet. We have an idea of who the main contenders are, but we do know that those teams are close enough that, We've got the data. We've got all of the races and we have history to tell us that like, Hey, the crown points probably got the better team, not by a ton, but Northridge and Chesterton maybe have the history, the culture um, to overcome that, that maybe they don't have quite the same team that crown point does and and you you mentioned Lindsay I mean Chesterton's coach used to be the crown point coach yeah so that's just another kind of interesting wrinkle and Northridge and Penn come into the regional Warsaw goes out so it does become a little more challenging to make it out and that could have an effect here on on crown point or Chesterton or Portage that Potentially, it's it's Nor- it's Penn and Northridge that make it out, mm-hmm. and uh, that's one fewer, one less spot than it would have been if everything stood pat. But there's, of course, there's also five regionals instead of four semi-states. But because there's five regionals, there is one less spot. So yeah, there we go. Okay, those are the Northern Indiana regionals. Central Indiana, Brownsburg. Locks, Carmel, North Central, Zionsville, contenders. And I think 
I think there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Contenders, Brownsburg, Burbuff, Avon, and Harrison, Lloyd Christmas, West Lafayette, and Chatard. And I think we can spend a little bit of time potentially on each of these teams because I, I think that the, the INCC stats as I looked into this through the season, but certainly yesterday and today on some of these teams is it's a little misleading because it doesn't take into account the fact that like some teams have girls that haven't run or boys that haven't run or raced for three, four, five weeks. Yeah. And then of course it doesn't take into account that some of these schools have kids that haven't run all year but are still on the team and may give it a go here. And we, we kind of know who some of those, some of those athletes are. Right. Okay. So at, at first glance, let's just ignore the teams up top because they're going to make it. And that's not what we're talking about now. Sure. So I, I'd agree. What, what do you make of those? The next Brownsburg, Burbuff, Avon, Harrison, that's four teams for two spots. And then West Lafayette and Chatard, who are both kind of interesting teams. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go with Brownsburg first, because I think Brownsburg would be that fourth best team clearly in this regional. Uh, Brownsburg uh, has a 270 performance at their own invite early in September, a 301, a couple in the three low 320s here. Um, they, they've got some a solid front running here with their sophomore and scout Newman and then uh, decent depth. Uh, and they're you know relatively young. They got a couple of seniors who will be in the mix, uh, and they also have an eighty, we'll call it eighty-two, eighty-one point nine percent chance to advance the state. So I do think they're the fourth best team, and I would fancy Brownsburg to make it out. Outside of that, like you said, it becomes uh, relatively uh, clustered in the sense that uh, you know you mentioned maybe some availability issues. If you look at Burbuff, the school right now is seventy-seven percent chance to make it. However, a couple of their top athletes who would score um, have not raced consistently. However, for Buff, you know, again, this is a little different in the sense there's been a, a bit of a coaching change. But I I remember just a couple of years ago where I was doubting for Buff strong on the boys' side because they had serious availability issues going to the tournament and they ended up winning the state title. So, um, you know, it's possible that those girls will be ready to go when it matters most. But you know, right now it doesn't seem to be the case. So, um, you know, if, if we were going to pick another team, then it would probably be Avon to be that fifth spot. They seem to have the uh, analytics that uh, the INCC stats likes compared to Harrison. They have a 39.2% chance to make it. They have Jessica Hegedus as their front runner who will score just a handful of points, uh, maybe two or three at the uh, regional meet, certainly uh, just a couple by the time she gets to the state meet. I believe she's ranked eighth in the state, according to INCC stats. Um, and then you go back to Harrison, where they're just not going to have be too many bodies as a big meet like uh, the regional meet uh, between uh, their girls and the girls of Avon. So I think it will probably be uh, the top three locks that you called out, Brownsburg and Avon, to advance but I'm curious about Burbuff. I'm very curious. That might change should they have all of their cards available to play uh, this Saturday at the sectional. Okay. So we may spend more time on the Burbuff girls 
than any other team on either of these two preview podcasts. So the 77% chance to advance to the state meet is inflated. Here's yeah. why. You've got an athlete at the top who's running one race. Her one race was a, was solid, 1926 uh, adjusted rating, adjusted time, adjusted performance on INCC stats. Yeah. But her season rating is listed as 19 flat because it's still factoring in the preseason rating very heavily since she only has one race. Right. Today's October 9th. So it's it's a little late in the season to be factoring too much into what has happened in the past. But it's also factoring in a season rating of an athlete who has two adjusted performances, who has two races, 1916 and 1903, but her season rating is only 1917. Right. Because she's being dragged down by the preseason rating. But she hasn't raced since before Labor Day. Yeah. So it's factoring in that she's going to come back and race at about the level that she was running in. And the sectional and the regional is really what you're looking at. The regional is going to have been six or seven weeks since she last competed. Yeah. So 77% is an inflated number. And then on top of that, second best runner hasn't competed since Labor Day. And fifth best runner hasn't competed since uh, exactly a month from today, October 9th. And there's kind of a drop off after that. Well, let me let me just say this real quick then. I think we're pretty good about the four teams who I mentioned getting out. If you're Burbuff, you could think, hey, I don't need to beat Zionsville. I don't need to beat North Central. We need to beat uh, Harrison. Or sorry, we need to beat Avon. My, my, my apologies. We need to beat Avon because – Avon and Harrison. Well, Avon and Harrison, obviously. But the focus could be on Avon because, you know, you're not going to get those four ahead of us. But, um, you know, if we can match up with Avon and we can beat them, then we can be that fifth school, right? I think there's enough of a gap back. Should those girls be available to run? If they can't run, that's a different story. But if they toe the line and they can run well enough, they don't have to be their best, but they have to just perform well enough, then, they, then they're going to be better than Harrison. Therefore, they just really need to focus on, can we beat Avon? Can we beat that number five school? But wait, me? there's more. It's here. There is a girl that was on Burbus team last year. Yeah. Who had a season rating of 2022. Yeah. 2022 would really help them out. Yeah. If they could score her, 2022 is, a, is an adjusted rating. If they could score her at the regional. And she ran 523 in the track season. Right. So there's a lot of potential there. Right. We're hearing that she's on the roster and hasn't raced yet. But there's optimism that she will be able to race at the at the sectional and the regional, or at least in the regional, in the tournament. They likely don't need her for the sectional. If the other girls can run. Not to be the best, but they, they can run. They have a 100% chance to advance to the regional. Um, now okay. that could that could be factoring in this 1917 whatever. 
It has to be. I think it, in the past, it's right. And it's not, but it's not factoring in this other athlete that, that hasn't raced yet. So yeah. it's like if if Burbuff gets decent performances from those potential top three. 19 flat, 1917, and then and then 2022 last year. Plus, they've got a freshman under 20 minute rating. Then they're going to make it out. Yeah. But considering that one hasn't raced all year, a second hasn't raced since Labor Day, and the number five, not factoring in this athlete that hasn't raced all year, also didn't race, hasn't raced since September 9th. If they have to go down to that, to like in the 22 minute range for performance rating, there's no way they're going to make it. Right. So my question is who, knowing what we know now, which is limited because we're not going to these practices. No. Would you, who would you rather be heading in to these next two weeks? Would you rather be Avon or would you rather be Burbuff? Yikes. Um, I would rather be, oh boy, I'd rather be Avon because our kids are healthy and available and ready to run. I would but totally rather be that. Avon. You, I you would said totally we, rather be Avon. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, because we know what we have. Right. Right. There's always that little bit of like, what if, and maybe, and sure. you, but you think you would like, you just said this, you and I don't know what they have, right? right. They may have kids who are available and able to run at that level but aren't racing for other reasons and like they're, i said they're early, playing the extreme long game yeah this would this would make this would make max meisner and jack capes blush i mean they're like really really going all in on a yeah. couple meets the the, the the braves got me a couple years ago when i doubted them and said i don't i don't know if these buff boys are gonna be ready to go i wouldn't consider them a title contender because they haven't raced and yeah. then i've been meaning to talk to you about run. that here we are right well and and here we go i've been eating crow ever since so I'm telling you that like maybe they do have someone and maybe they know, but in the sense that we can only assume that they, you know, we we don't we don't say I would rather be Avon because I have available girls who are who are ready to race and are healthy. And that is probably the most important thing of the season. And security with Hegedus. And Hegedus with someone who's going to score just a couple of points at the regional meet. Yeah. And that's talking Burbuff. All right. Shelbyville girls regional locks noblesville hsc franklin central likely westfield okay here we go contenders one spot available garen mount vernon ron collie center grove east central man well i know who you like do you want to start with that this one seems this one seems obvious to me yeah go this ahead. one seems obvious to me yeah tell us okay. why tell us about these streets so and I'm I'm a big I'm a big Garen Goon. Yeah. If if this is your first time listening to the podcast, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. You don't need to know anything else. I'm a big Garen Goon. I'm a big supporter of Garen. But Garen has been there. There have at times looked like Ron Colley, Mount Vernon. You know, Garen's in there because uh, we're always in there because we're out here. We're on these streets. But it looked like it was it was relatively even. Yeah. But Garen is now up to, for rounding up from 68.7, 69% chance to make the state meet. And then we're looking down Mount Vernon, 14%. Ron Colley, 11%. 
Center Grove, 6%. East Central, 4%. So who, who'd you rather be? Would you rather be nearly 70% or 12%? Well, I'm not great at math, but I think I'd probably go with the 70%, Colin. And here we go. Team ratings. Garen, Hamilton County, late August, 335. Uh, Indiana All-Catholic Championship. I would uh, might squabble about the wording of that. Let's call it mostly Catholic mostly Championship. Catholic, yeah. 342. Okay, pretty even. Yeah. Flash Rock 470. Couple girls didn't run. Adjusted rating 316. All right, getting better. Uh conference meet 289. Uh Nike Twilight 281. Yeah. So I'm seeing a trend. I'm seeing a trend here. I'm seeing a trend here. And listen, one of my best friends is the coach at Garen, who's a former assistant at Carmel, and he went to Carmel. So yeah, but the numbers also back it up. So yeah, because they're better than all those other teams, right? So you you made the case for Garen. I agree with you. So what I'll what I will say though, and I know this is for this year in this tournament season, but I'm I'm really excited to see this battle next year where the Mount Vernon girls bring back most of their scores. Ron Colley brings back most of the scores. I think oh, it's gonna cool because really you're going to need them. You're going to need them because you're going to yeah, need them because the Garen goons are still here. But I, I think it would be really neat, especially for Ron Colley, a school that we haven't talked a lot about in cross country here, um, but they've really had a phenomenal season. And I, I think they're setting a foundation for something that could be really exciting here around a star freshman. So I, I think, I think this could be pretty good uh, moving forward for a small school from the south side of Indy. Uh, but I, I, I'll be really interested in this Mount Vernon, Ron Colley, Garen battle uh, next year because I think the top four teams that are ranked right now will continue to be the top four teams because they're the biggest schools, some of the best schools in the area. Um, but, you know, wh who will be that four, five, six uh, should be pretty fun. Well, and as, as you look at – and we do this from time to time, right? There are, it's a community and the people running certain things in this community, not just, you know, a couple dudes making a podcast on a Monday night, a fall break, but like running these meets and these middle school state meets and these big invites to give kids uh, a good opportunity, good experience. So there are middle school state meets when you look around like Noblesville has got some kids coming up right now. Mm -hmm. um, Westfield has had a very good middle school team and it's kind of seeing a resurgence there and, and their high school coach volunteered uh, at the middle school level previously with, with his kids. Uh, so Westfield moving forward is going to continue to be a force. And that's, that's the number one growing school district, I think maybe in the whole state. Yeah. Based on socioeconomics, um, land development and and geographic location. Uh, Franklin Central's got some kids coming up and HSC's got a lot of I mean, HSC Junior High has a lot there as well. You're right. Those are going to be the top four and then and then moving forward. But actually, that Noblesville sectional is going to be hard to get out of next year. Yeah. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Tell us. Tell us about it. So. Pendleton's got one of the best runners in the state, yeah. but actually the best runner in the whole school district might not currently be at the high school. Might be at the middle school. Mm. And next year will be at the high school. So Pendleton could be going one, two there in the sectional, and it could be much more challenging to make it out of that new Noblesville sectional because Pendleton is in that. 
And so, and Fisher's girls are, are getting a lot better. Right. That, that it could be a team that might make the state meet out of that regional. The, the top five teams could all be from, from maybe that, that same one. Yeah. Or probably not because Franco Central is still in there. So. All right. One more regional. This is good. We're actually spending a little more time on the girls and the boys and we can kind of get through our, our stuff here at the end a little quicker. Uh, modern day girls. This one's a little more straightforward, but not entirely. Locks, Bloomington South, Columbus North, and Corridon, likely Floyd Central. Contenders, Edgewood and Jasper, Lloyd Christmas, Bloomington North, and Tell City. Although I spent a lot of time, I mean, a lot of time relatively, like a couple minutes, thinking of like, is Bloomington North a contender? Or, you know, we're we trying to figure out that the suitcase belongs, you know, to, to Swanson. Um, I think, unfortunately, Bloomington North is not a contender. I don't see them finding a way into it with just over a 1% chance to make it. I think that's probably a huge stretch right there. Um, They're running well at the right time. They had a 536 team rating at uh, the Nike Twilight. They were ahead of Floyd Central who has a number two listed as being out, but she hasn't run all year. So if you take that at face value, then maybe they're ahead of Floyd, but Edgewood had a 403 team rating that week. Edgewood has really established uh, itself over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Edgewood is probably the school for that fifth spot right there. Uh, assuming Floyd hangs on, assuming which we consider likely. Yeah, assuming that Floyd hangs on, but you know, even if you take Floyd's athlete out, you know, is is Jasper better than Bloomington North? Is Tell City better than Bloomington North at that point? All season, yes. Over the last couple of weeks, no. So which let's go to this then. Which do you rate? I have been bigger on what have you done for me lately? Do you I'd rather be I'd I'd rather be Bloomington North than Tell City right now. So you would rather be running well now than necessarily running well all season like run well when it matters most then you know hey i did great in august and september but we're starting to sputter a little bit is that what i is that what i'm hearing yes unless i suppose it's a purposeful training through type thing but bloomington north looked really good at that nike twilight other than that they've been pretty even here in the kind of mid 600s uh, but Jasper wasn't all that farther back of them. Um, and they were missing a, a key runner, but I suppose if it came down to the two of them, it's, it seems kind of close now, even though the numbers don't necessarily bear that out, but I would probably rather be, I would probably rather be Bloomington North and Bloomington North's got the security up front of a bit of a front runner. But the fifth team, I think, is Edgewood because Edgewood was awesome at the okay. um, at the Nike Twilight. Edgewood looked like I was like, sh should they be likely? You know. Okay. So great performance, but not enough to really. And and Floyd is at ninety six percent. Um. But again, that's factoring in an athlete that's missed the last couple of weeks, and but we don't know, like is you know if this if this were professional sports 
people would be disclosing this kind of stuff, but it's not professional sports. And there's a very reasonable expectation of uh, medical privacy on a lot of this stuff. And even if we did know, we wouldn't be discussing things um, on the podcast to say that this person's out for the year because he has this injury or, or she has this uh, thing going on. But if, if obviously if she comes back and she's close to her normal level, then then they're moving on. But if not, I, I think it does become a little more uh, a little more interesting. So last race, September 16th. Okay. But missing two weeks doesn't foretell that someone's got something horribly wrong with them. Not necessarily. And then you have this essential so, black week that we've just passed, you know. Right. Especially when you have the, well, it's it's two weeks plus this past week. Mm -hmm. But especially when you have a, I think Floyd's been in the top 10 most of the time. I mean, this is an established team high level of coaching that understands like, all right, we just, we're not taking any chances here. We, we just, we really need her for these two meets and, and we'll make sure that she can get to the line and maybe she loses a little bit of her fitness and doesn't finish quite as well as she would have hoped, but it's worth it to guarantee that she can get there and, and start at the start line and finish at the finish line and help us out. Yeah. That to me makes sense. Uh, Let's do individuals and then we'll do the team thing we want to talk about. Sounds good. Okay. Is Sutherland the favorite? Is she the prohibitive favorite? I mean, maybe, but this is also a little bit murky here too, right? I mean, you know, Sutherland has had a, a couple of meets where she's looked really strong, including Nike Twilight. And then, you know, Canopolis had her day and Libby Dowdy's had her day and Ava Jarrell has been really strong and, Julia scores run. Hey, don't forget about me. I'm a little bit off the back of them, but I'm, I'm right here. And she was the one who I think I picked early in the year to say, Hey, if one of these two aren't going to do it, maybe it was her. So I feel like I should still ride that bandwagon because she's right there. Um, I think, you know, where the boys might be down to four realistically, I think the girls are probably more like mm, five ish, maybe, maybe four, um, you know, could we consider Southern the favorite after her performance at Nike twilight? You could absolutely make a case for that. Um, I'm just not. I I, I don't know. I, I'm. I felt better about. Let me say this. I, I'll pick Sutherland, but I I feel stronger about Cameron Todd as an example on the boys' side as compared to Nikki Sutherland because I think there's a lot more uh, parity on the on the on the girl side than what we saw with the boys. I'm the opposite. You, you're really you're really in I think I think Sutherland's the prohibitive favorite she's shown a knack for running well at the right time she's won state championships she's finished higher up than we thought at a lot of these big time meets including the state meet yeah um I, it's you made the comparison to the boys hard to argue that obviously I'm not in a um unbiased position on that so i'm not going to wade into it too much but i think sutherland is the prohibitive favorite i do want to say as we're talking about individuals here incc stats on the front page has the top 15 ranked individuals on the yeah. boys side seven seven of the top 15 boys are seniors and 10 of the top 15 girls are seniors so please can we please retire this 
and actually one or more of the girls yeah. that aren't seniors uh, may not run in the tournament. So if we could please retire this notion of girls run faster when they're freshmen or sophomores, and we just make all of these high school girls feel like spectators in their own lives as if that the work that they put in doesn't matter because it's just all about um, chance and it's always the younger ones that do it. If we could just stop saying those things and maybe over time we could stop getting some of these people to believe that, uh, that would be great. Team title race. So team title race. It's going to be know, a good one. Yeah, I think it will be too. You're really high on Concordia. I assume they're your pick to win. Is that true? You're still sticking with them? Yes, and I'm willing to get – I'm actually willing to get more bullish on them. What do you think? I think they're still the best team, but I, I think Noblesville kind of gave us – at least gave me maybe a little bit of pause after Nike Twilight. I think what we saw at Noblesville, and I said this on the recap podcast, was the performance that we were hoping that they would deliver all year. We knew they were capable of, but they hadn't yet put it together and finally, you know, again, with all the best teams, mine is the best team probably there uh, on the state meet course, they really shine bright and really looked great. So I, I think if they can replicate that, then they're going to give Concordia a run. HSC could get into it. Uh, Homestead could get into it. But it's it feels like it's Concordia's to lose. And if they slip up a little bit and Noblesville performs really well, then they'll defend their title. And then maybe in some other scenarios, HSC or Noblesville gets there. But I, I don't see any other team being a, a legitimate title contender, um, barring something not totally unforeseen. Noblesville kind of feels just, just came to my mind right now. Noblesville kind of feels like 1995 Houston Rockets where they won the title in 94 and then they just weren't all that great and then suddenly turned it on and then won again in 95. Like they were like a sixth seed in the Western Conference playoffs and yeah. came back and won. So there you go. There's your uh, 90s, uh, mid-90s NBA reference for those of you keeping score at home. Having said that, Four of the top six performances this year are Concordia. Concordia's got those two front runners. They're not super deep. They've got five. But, and I'd said earlier, like, hey, it's still early. There's a lot of good teams. And I'm the guy that last year kept saying Columbus North is going to win and Noblesville won. Yeah. I feel even stronger about Concordia now than I did before the Nike meet even after seeing good performances from Concordia and HSE was pretty good and, and North Central was pretty good. There's a lot of good teams at that. Like print, print the shirts, man. Call them in, print the shirts. Concordia's going to, Scott's going to kill me for saying this, but whatever. And I, I mean, I'm a Fort Wayne guy, but I'm not a Concordia guy. I did not go to Concordia. I went to a, an entirely different high school. I'm a public yeah. school guy. Uh, Concordia's going to win. Concordia's going to win the girls. Print the shirts. And, and Sutherland's going to win the individual championship. And there's some people that are listening to this. They're like, man, if that doesn't happen. I can't wait to find him at the state meet. Well, there's three hours between the boys and the girls. And like, I'm going to be on the bus. So. I will be there for both. So you can uh, come to me and we'll, 
both laugh at Colin behind his back and I'll pass along your messages. Yeah, you won't be behind my back because eventually you will you will tell me. Yeah, yeah. Just write him down on that $20 bill and I will be happy to pass him along. 20. So, how about a 50? Yeah. Isn't isn't is it Ulysses S. Grant on the 50? Someone asked me that the other day. Yeah, yeah Grant is on the 50, I believe. Because I've been reading my uh I've been reading my Ulysses S. Grant biography, trying to finish it by the state meet. Okay, yeah. What what's one fun fact you've learned about President Grant? Is it about his presidency or is it about his whole life? What are we talking about? Yeah, it's his it's his whole life and it um it well it starts at the beginning, but um he now we're getting into the civil war and like he's you know he's doing pretty well for himself. I kind of gonna take a pretty strong stance on this. Like I really hope it works out for the union. How's that turn out for him? That yeah, so far it's it's looking okay, but uh I I've, I've been reading about this uh confederacy and I gotta tell you, I I don't really like some of the stuff they're saying. So you got some questions about that. Yeah. I'm going to take a real, real anti-Confederate stance uh, on the podcast. So hopefully it works out for uh, Ulysses S. Grant, but uh, by the state meet, my goal is to finish this biography. It's about a thousand pages, you know, about 300 in. Yeah. Some people refer to that as the war of Northern aggression. Uh, Well, I would say it was justified. That's what those diehard Southerners say. It was not the Civil War. It was a war of Northern aggression. Were they? Yeah. 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 Well, it was only 160 years ago. I don't know how long it takes you to get over things. I mean, this this coming from the guy who's still a little upset about the uh, results of the 2014 state meet. But uh, oh, it was 160 years ago. I think I'll be over it by then. Yeah. Well, I, I think so. I'll be over about everything by then. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be gone, long gone. So, well, I, I am excited. Cool. I'm excited for the time. tournament. It's here, man. It's here. It's exciting. Weather has turned. Weather's turned. Fast times, fun times. Can't wait to cheer the kids on and see them at these tournament meets and be there on the final Saturday of October. I just, man, nothing is nothing's better than this. I uh, we're in the last minute here. We're gone a little longer on this one. We got to give a shout out to our girl, Gigi. Yeah, what about Gigi? Regina Kirkham goes to Boston. No, goes to Chicago. Well, she did run a PR in Boston. She did. Trained yes. for the Chicago Marathon and ran, what, 311 in change? 311.53, yes. A, almost a seven-minute PR from what she had run in Boston, which was her previous best time. She's been she's been killing it. Yeah. So shout out really, Gigi. Yeah, phenomenal. Can't wait. It's fall break. Can't wait to go out, celebrate, get some dinner. Let's do that. Let's get in touch with her. Let's go celebrate. All right. We'll do that. And in the interim, let's go Let's bus. go bus. See? I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.